Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Harley, this is episode 10 and Believe in the Houston Texans. I am excited. And I think everyone in the city of Houston should be excited. I think this past NFL draft was a home run for the Houston Texans. Successful, man. I mean, when have we had the whole city bumping mm. for the Houston Texans the way they were doing this weekend? Mm. There wasn't many that had a negative opinion after the draft. Everyone was hyped. Everyone was live. And now the city of Houston can claim itself back into fully being a football city. And this is just after the draft. Imagine mm -hmm. what's up next for the Houston Texans. Buy your tickets now, folks. Buy them now. Get on that train now. Ladies and gentlemen, the draft started on Thursday, and it started with what are the Houston Texans going to do? And me and you, Harley, we had the privilege of going to the Houston Texans draft party, which was absolute fun. Way more people than last year. I think it was tripled, in my opinion. You couldn't move too far to the left, too far to the right, or sit down. Really, everyone was waiting to see who the Texans were going to pick at two. And then you see the commissioner walk across the stage. Crowd gets silent. You hear what the second pick in the 2023 NFL draft, the Houston Texans select C.J. Stroud. Dude. Dude. That was exciting, man. That mm. was exciting. Because we didn't know what the hell was going to happen. No. Okay. I mean, we had mighty, mighty handy dandy Patrick Storm standing next to us. Absolutely. To ease us a little bit. But the nerves are still there because I, I know he's showing us. I want to see it. I need to see it happen. And it's it's so great to see that cooler heads prevailed, a clear mindset prevailed into grabbing what is your next franchise quarterback, C.J. Stroud. And the reason why you're saying cooler heads prevail, because before the draft, there was maybe eight different scenarios the Houston Texans could have taken. Mm -hmm. Not only that, it was, is Nick Casario going to even be on this team after the draft? Let's not forget those conversations were had just two days on, on, on Monday. We were, you know, last Monday, like we were having those conversations. Then... You calm everyone down. You get the franchise quarterback. You get C.J. Shroud, who, you know, every day I look at, you know, the draft videos and him just crying, dude. It only gets me, you know, so excited. What was very cool to see, you know, when he was drafted, and also, you know, Will Anderson was, but we'll get to Will in a second. When they were talking about each other on the Jumbotron, C.J. Shroud said, well, let me first mention Will Anderson and what he does fantastic, you know. Yeah. He's yeah. already proven to be a great leader. Uh, I don't know if you heard about what happened with him and Tank Dell. Yeah. Yeah, explain that for me, man. Yeah, so basically Tank Dell congratulating C.J. Stroud. And then C.J. Stroud, you know, oh, thanks, you know, good, awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. And Tank Dell says, hey, let them know I, I, I want to be on this team too. 
let him know real quick. CJ Stroud goes, hey, if this is true or not, we've seen a few tweets around it, not mm. nationally, but we've seen a random tweet or two here or there saying that CJ Stroud might have might have pushed the Texans a little bit into getting Tank Dell. I think the overall point, though, which was a great tweet from Mr. John Daddy Crumpler, was and I was gonna I was gonna look into it as well. When you look at CJ Stroud's uh at at the NFL Combine, he had what they called a near-perfect combine throwing-wise. Mm-hmm. A lot of these throws were to Nathaniel Tank. Tank yeah. Woo! <clears throat> and ain't that get you excited? Ain't that get you all giddy excited, man? Woo-wee! My franchise quarterback is already making moves. Mm. Mm. Apparently, him and Tank Dell got really close at the combine. Yes. And, you know, now I'm going to go back and watch the Combine Harley and see how many times Tank Dell catches the ball. That even makes me more excited for CJ. Game recognizes game. He realized, hey, this man's making me look good. Just imagine what the hell he can do on Sunday, right? And then everyone was so hyped. We were so excited. Okay, let's wait till pick 12. Wait. Harley, I don't like being the guy to say this but we knew this was going to happen maybe about five minutes before everyone else did uh, yeah again it's nice to have your handy dandy notebook mr patrick storm right next to pat storm <laughs> uh and letting you know by the second what's going to happen what picks are going to be picked uh and man we i mean we still e- e- erupted when the it finalized and everything happened but man Dude, it felt freaking crazy. We we couldn't believe him. No. We couldn't believe him. And we're over here. I'm looking through Twitter. I'm trying to – I'm updating, refreshing. Boom. Adam Schefter. The Houston Texans have just traded up to the number three overall pick. And we're like, where, where? And I'm showing everybody on the damn phone. And everyone is starting to – the vibe is starting to – the goosebumps are settling in. The vibes getting well, in there. The, ener- like, the oh, yeah, energy, dude, you could feel, and I mean feel it raise whenever mm. people started to realize that the Texans traded up. And then the eruption was even louder than C.J. Strouds. Insane, man. It was The draft party was absolutely insane i mean i have not heard it's been a while i think it's been i think that might have been the loudest we've ever heard texans fans Outside. in the last three years Ooh, <laughs> david coley lovey smith uh, you know like those are the back-to-back years you've had the year before them was the very horrible year bill o'brien deshaun getting out of here all that great jazz and whatnot this might have been the loudest I've heard Texans fans in three years. That eruption in- injected into my veins. I can hear that all day. And this was before the commissioner walked across the podium. Now, we knew who it was going to be. Mm. Everyone knew it was going to be the Terminator, who, if you saw his chain today Ooh. on Twitter, oh, my Ooh. God. Half of the Terminator 2 score with a red ruby. The other half, the last name, all diamond out. 
And with the third pick, the Houston Texans, they selected Will Anderson Jr., edge rusher from Alabama. And that pop, dare I say, was louder than the previous two. Man, when when every when the dust settled, the commissioner comes out. Oh my goodness, man. I mean, the air was just crazy. Everything was just you could feel it. You could feel the excitement from everyone. It's been so long as a Texans fan to have this natural joy for your team to have something that you're just not going to have again and you're going to replay it over and over and over in your head and video and see it. Amazing. Nick Casario, shout out to you, my guy. You said you were going to go. You would be damned if you don't go down swinging. You did it. You live by your words. You're not a hypocrite. You laid out the nutsack. You showed everyone your dong, your peace. You showed them how big you are, and your thing was pecking, and everyone else is just in awe looking at them. My goodness, Nick Casario, have yourself a weekend, buddy. Man, it felt so good because you saw something that the Texans never do. Take a chance. Put their neck out, right? We've always been the organization to never go after the guy with the troubled history you know, as soon as one of our guys get arrested, they're cut. We've always been, you try to be the perfect organization, and you were stagnant. And when Nick Casario makes a move like that, and you jump from 12 to 3, and you take the best edge rusher in the class, that ex- that excited the entire fan base, man. Twitter was blowing up. Everyone could not stop talking about the huge. We finally got some praise. From NFL, ESPN, the 33rd team. And this was only day one. Man, now, the question it, it was, was great to see national media giving your, you your, your flowers. Yep. You know, whether it was good or bad. Mm. I just, I was happy to see that we're being talked about again. And you got guys like Colin Cowherd giving us the gospel, a mm. guy that's been noted to really crap on us and drop a deuce on the Texans. His co-host is. Ugh, don't get me started with the co-host. I'll have a video on that one later. <laughs> Colin Cowherd, my goodness, man. He was just, he was singing that gospel, and I was listening to every word he said. You had different people come out and just highlight the move the Texans did, the risk it plays, but overall it's a necessary risk. And it's something like you said, I've been saying it forever. And I'm a, I would be a hypocrite to say otherwise. I love this move. You finally showcase that you are willing to take risks. You are willing to take chances with this organization. And I support it a hundred percent. If it fails, it fails. Yep. But I'm not gonna, not gonna go against that move. You went out there, you put your balls out, and right now, someone's got a knife looking at them. And, hey, it looks good right now. I appreciate the bravado and the arrogance, a little bit of arrogance, to trade your first-round pick to the Cardinals and keep the Browns pick. It's a little arrogant to me. I don't mind it. I love it. I need this from the Texans. 
I oh man, I'm just I'm so excited. I can't I can't stop talking about it. Speaking about the Browns pick, Deshaun Watson was also uh, I think arrested today for speeding. Um, so not a lot of good things going on over there in Cleveland. The question about the Texans though is is this just one night? Because we didn't have a second round pick, and I think we only had one third. Yeah. And the Houston Texans, they kept the mentality up. If you want your guy, go and get your guy. Harley, I think they traded up for everyone except for C.J. Stroud and Brandon Hill. Yeah, I believe so. Now that I think about it. So, yeah, the mentality of you want to go get your guy, go get him. You know, Juice Scruggs. Hey, was it a little bit of a reach? Sure, maybe. Mm-hmm. But he's a scheme fit. He's a grit determination the biggest thing with this draft class and everyone was pointing it out they're all team captains yeah they were all team captains that's a huge addition to this team in terms of how they want to change how this organization is right now how they want to change uh the outlook of the players and the team and everything they want to do i'm excited for it man i really am yeah, no, Drew Scruggs broke his back, mm, came yeah. back. He had to learn how to walk again, was coaching his teammates on the sideline, right? He comes back. He actually becomes a much better football player, uh, wins, I think, one of the best guard awards in 2022. Yeah. And um, apparently this was a Bobby Slowick guy, you know, from the get-go. Our guy, Luke Whipler, who we thought was going to be, you know, the top three center for all the way – to the fifth, sixth round. Yeah. Oof. That was that was rough for him. I, I didn't expect that. But I feel more confident every day, it feels like, with Juice Scruggs. Yeah. You know, and I, I know I just said it was a reach. But when I hear things like what you just said, that was Bobby Slowick's guy. Okay. He's a scheme fit. Okay. He would benefit in a wide zone scheme. Oh, what scheme are we running? Oh, wide zone scheme. Yep interesting he's gotten better every year he's played at Penn State he's a natural leader and if a natural leader is going to be playing offensive line for me I'd want him at center or tackle and thank God he's at center for you I love it I keep I keep liking it more and more no and you know one thing that you mentioned was every one of these draft picks were captains on their team and I think that is so important, and that was so crazy how that is that was one thing that the Houston Texans cared about because when you have a room full of captains, man, one of them is obviously going to you know stick out at the very end, but you think about what that does to a locker room. You're talking about winning programs here. It, it gets me excited for this draft class, man. And then in the third round, the pick that everyone is loving at 69, Nathaniel Tankdale, University of Houston Cougar, 17 touchdowns, 10 of them in his last 10. How do you feel about Mr. Tankdale? Look, my bias is about to drip right now on this podcast. Tankdale, to me, is the best route runner in this draft. I think he is the best route runner in this draft. I know Zay Flowers is down there, too. I'm a huge fan of Tankdale. My bias, again, will be dripping right now. I think he is the best route runner in this draft. I also believe he is the best special teams guy in this draft Mm. in terms of punt returner and kick returner. That is a lot of value you grab that the third round. 
Now, let me take my bias out of it and really take a look into this. He's a small wide receiver. He's mm-hmm. 5'8", 170. Um, and a lot of Texans fans have some wild expectations for Tank Dell. And I, I want them to ease it in a little bit, reel it in. Okay, Tank Dell is going to be a slot wide receiver. Yes, he played outside wide receiver at Houston, but that was because we didn't have any other outside receivers at U of H. So Tank Dell was, yeah, forced to play outside receiver. Did he held his own? Yes, especially in the red zone. And that's the biggest thing with Tank Dell. He was, I believe, one of the best, if not the best, in red zone percentage completion in the FBS as a wide receiver. That is a huge get to grab for 5'8", 170. That's immense. Kick returner, punt returner, needless to say, he's going to be a dynamo on special teams. Brings that swag to the Houston Texans offense, right? This is your QB1, CJ Stroud. Q, I'm sorry. And then wide receiver one, Tank Dale Future. I am excited for what he can bring. When he has the ball in his hands, <clears throat> if he doesn't want you to tackle him, man, he won't. Tank yeah. Dell can take care of his body, right? Yes, he is very small, like you just said, but he does a great job of, you know, of taking care of himself. I like Tank Dell. I think my expectations for them, I would say, let's go 500 receiving yards, maybe 150 to 200 rush yards. I hope we use him like a Debo Samuel type of guy. I I, I could see it. I don't mind it. Um, as long as they don't believe that he can do Debo Samuel kind of things in terms mm. of running i don't mind him running the ball but don't do it too much because he is still 170 debo samuel came in six foot six one and he's he's built okay he's he's a he's a granite okay mm. he's like 210 so i have mm. no problem with debo doing that tank dell on the other hand i want to see him more out in space like you said mm-hmm. they mentioned getting the ball to playmakers bubble screens are going to be his best friend Wide receiver screens that are used correctly. Let's not get too infatuated with it, Mr. XFLOC Pep Hamilton. My goodness, that was ridiculous last year. Shout out to the wide receiver screens. Yeah, not to Pep Hamilton. Goodness. <laughs> then the Houston Texans, they addressed the defensive line again. And they were Dylan Horton, edge rusher from TCU. Ten and a half sacks his yeah. final year with the Horn Frogs, and I and I think he just became an edge rusher, right? Gained twenty pounds, then they put him on the line and just natural fit. Yeah, so uh, he's been someone that's improved a little bit every year for mm. TCU. Uh, he fits the scheme. He played in a four three scheme at TCU, so the scheme should work just fine for him. They also said that he played a little bit out of position, though. Mm. And those someone that could actually benefit in a wide nine scheme. And isn't that something? The Houston Texans and the Miko Ryan seem to be implementing the wide nine scheme a lot. You've heard it everywhere when talked about into this defense locally. So Dylan Horton, yeah, wide nine scheme played out a little bit wider and he had 10 and a half sacks, like you said, I believe led the Big 12. So why not? I have no problem with it. Um, it was a little bit of who is this guy? Yeah. And then once you found out some more things about him, scheme fit, sack production, hmm, you know what? 
I don't have too much of a problem with Dylan Horton. Let me see what he's got. Speaking of that wide nine, um, Will Anderson was on the up on Adams. And he said when he talked to D'Amico Ryans, he said, the way they want to use me is special. She asked him, well, how do they want to use you? He said, wide nine, edge rusher, just getting to the QB. Nothing else to say there. Will Anderson's going to be that dude, man. It's going to be that dude. Then I pick 167 in the fifth round. The Houston Texans, this is a D'Amico Ryans pick. Henry Tua Tua, linebacker from Alabama, eight and a half tackles for loss this year, two sacks, 93 total tackles. Christian Harris is old teammate. I am excited for Henry Tua Tua. I don't expect anything from him right now. But yeah. Maybe week eight, nine, you know, when we want to see the youth a little bit. Yeah, I have no problem with Toto. To. Uh, when I first was looking at him as a viable player, because, you know, linebacker Alabama, that screamed like someone D'Amico mm. was going to go grab, you know. So, and I'm looking at his draft range, and I'm like, man, he just doesn't look like a third-round pick to me. No. You know, and you got him at 167. And that, that to me is why this draft is so great, because – the draft value that you grab Tolotoo in is insane to me. You know, everyone had him in a third round grade. I just didn't see him as a third rounder. You get him a lot later, and now I'm happy about it. Mm-hmm. You do not reach for him. You let him fall down to you. You trade it up, got it. I have no problem with him whatsoever. Should be a Mike linebacker for you. Obviously not immediately, no. um, but – it's all going to depend on how his training camp goes. And if he has a good training camp, you can really see Christian Kirksey being cut from this team, save $5 million, and Toto be, becomes your backup Mike linebacker. And he's going to get playing time because Denzel Perryman, I know we signed him. He looks like a solid Mike linebacker. He's had some durability issues. Yep. So having Toto and maybe not cutting Kirksey, who knows? But Toto should be getting some playing time, hopefully late in the season, like similarly how they did to Christian Harris. Yeah, and I think this is that linebacker late in the drive that that uh, D'Amico Ryan's get. Mm-hmm. You know, he talked about that situation where he wanted one, but they selected Elijah Mitchell over the yeah. LB. Um, so I am excited for this. You know, for this D'Amico Ryan's linebacking core at pick two hundred and one. Jared Patterson, center slash guard from Notre Dame, has a lot of foot injuries, but still manages to play very well despite that. Yeah, he's a four-year starter at Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. No problem with that. Uh, Like you said, center guard, someone that can push as a backup depth piece. The biggest thing I told you in the draft, I believe it was draft day, was that they lost, I mean, Kenny Green, they lost Justin McCray. And Justin McCray was someone, look, he's not someone we're going upset about, but he was versatile. And that's something that you just replaced with a Jared Patterson. Again, another captain that you grabbed on this team for your starter has some accolades. Hey, he wasn't supposed to fall this far either. And you scoop him up in the sixth round. I have no problem with it. Jared Patterson, welcome to becoming a Houston Texan think he can if everything goes good for him he can push he can push for that starting center position it's all up for grabs right now Brady I know Quinn. Scruggs should be should be the the guy but 
let's be real. There's no one right now that is your clear-cut number one center. Brady Quinn, he called uh, – not called. He compared Jared Patterson to Tyler Lindenbaum. Well, that is see That's Brady There's some Quinn. bias there. Notre Dame guy. Okay. Yep. So there's some bias there. I like Jared Patterson. I really do. Um, Tyler Linderbaum, you're telling me that Jared Patterson is going to play like a top 15 center at a six-round pick. That's what you're telling me. And if it happens, ah, I'm screaming. <laughs> I'm screaming without the S. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Brady Quinn, you know, buddy, you can do whatever you want. You keep you keep talking to them Texans, but I, I love it. I love it. Then maybe one of my second overall favorite picks in the draft at pick 205, Xavier Hutchinson, the wide receiver from Iowa State. 1,171 yards this year with six scores. I think it was third in FBS, so very productive. Was two years at Blend, transfers to Iowa State, goes there for three years, and every year leads them in receiving. And value right here, I think this is a potential. Some people are calling him the Nico Collins replacement. I'm excited to see what Xavier Hudson does here. He's going to give competition to Nico Collins. That's exactly what he's going to do. And what helps, what I love about this pick a lot is you double dipped at the wide receiver position, which was an area of need. Yeah, you got Tank Dell in the third round, but what makes me feel better about grabbing a Tank Dell is that you grabbed Xavier Hutchinson, someone that shouldn't have been there either. Again, draft value. You got him a lot later than what he was supposed to go. Mm -hmm. uh, to me, when I look at Xavier Hutchinson, he looks like he can do a lot of things good. Now, he just looks like a good wide receiver. I don't see nothing very special about him, uh, but there's nothing wrong with good wide receivers. No. There's many good wide receivers. Dwayne Bowe was a good wide receiver. Jeremy Macklin, who I see a lot with Xavier Hutchinson, good size, good weight, similar play style. Jeremy Macklin has a good comp to Xavier Hutchinson, who was a good wide receiver. Nothing to be mad about there. He should give competition to Nico, though. Uh, this is a make it or break year for Nico Collins, yep. man. And when you look more and more at it, that trade up for Nico is not really panning out. It's not playing dividends right now, man. It's, it's not. No, definitely some competition. However, I still think the wide receiving core needs a little, you know, maybe one or two more additions. Yeah. With the cut like a Kirksey, we could spend some money like that. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we start seeing these free agents off. To, I'm sorry. Yeah, these remaining free agents come off the board. I like Xavier Hutchison at pick 248 to finish the picks for the Houston Texans. Brandon Hill safety from Pittsburgh, who happened around the fastest 40 time for the safeties. Fastest 40 immediately gives me, oh, he's going to be a gunner on special teams for you. Um, and then he can compete as that backup role. You know, MJ Stewart isn't nothing special. Mm. I like him on special teams, no problem. But if you got a guy here that's cheaper, seventh round, or was a seventh round pick, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, 248. So, yeah, Brandon Hill could compete with MJ Stewart. And, hey, if he beats him out, he beats him out. I have no, nothing wrong with it. Fastest 40, solid player at Pittsburgh. Another guy that fell a little bit that shouldn't have. And that was kind of the the whole feel of the draft. There was a lot of guys that fell that nobody expected 
to fall that far. Jalen Hyatt, A.T. Perry. Yeah. Hey, Ivan Pace went undrafted. Yeah, you know. Andre Carter. Yes. So, I mean, you can even go in the first round. Nolan Smith fell all the way to 30. You know, this guy was a top 15 pick, top 10 pick. Jameer Gibbs went 12. Yeah, and and someone that goes way higher is Jameer Gibbs. Joey Porter Jr. goes first pick in the second round to the Steelers. You know, like – Jack Campbell. I mean, you know, so there was a lot of – this draft they kept saying was going to be wild. It was definitely a wild draft, especially, especially for us Texas fans. No, I think at the end of the day, I think the Houston Texans were one of the teams that won the draft. You definitely got better. When it comes to your offense, you got four brand new starters, right? You got CJ, I'm sorry, maybe three. CJ Stroud, Juice Struggs, and you got Tank Dell. Yeah. D'Amico gets his much-needed franchise anchor of the defense and Will Anderson Jr., who you just plug in there and tell him get to the QB. How do you feel about the draft, man? I love it again. Uh, I'll say it again. I think it's an A minus grade. I really mm-hmm. do. B plus A minus. I'm going to lean on A minus, though, and I'm going to lock in the answer for A minus. Nick Casario hit a home run, like you said, at the very beginning of the pod. He hit a home run. He did his thing. He went down swinging, and damn it, he swung, and damn it, he hit one all the way out to the damn railroad tracks on Minute Made. It was absolutely beautiful. It was great to be a Houston Texan fan after the draft it was absolutely great week one is not going to come here fast enough i am ruben calavillo you could find me on 713 houston sportscast type it in on youtube you could find harley at the lead underscore houston on twitter type in the lead on youtube he dropped a fire houston texans hype video for our rookies this was episode 10 of Believe in the Houston Texans. We'll see you guys next week. We're going to take a little bit of a rest because of this draft. As always, go Texans. Y'all have a very blessed day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.